we're live. We're rocking. Anything right. you say can and will be used against you oh, in shit. the court of what's that good for you? Good to know. I play the fifth. Um, hey guys, welcome. For today's episode, we have my ex. <laughs> Hello. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. I know you were kind of nervous. I was forced. Um, you were a little bit forced. Just a bit. But 10%. That that shows how much you love me still. Bit. Yeah. That you're doing it anyway. We're friends. We are friends. You can say <laughs> that we're friends. Do you feel like you were anxious to do the podcast because of like the anxiety around doing a podcast? Or do you feel like it was because of like having a public conversation with your ex-girlfriend? No, it was definitely more the like doing a podcast. Just doing a podcast in yeah, general. I've, it makes sense. People get very anxious about it. Yeah, like I never, I talk to you all the time. Yeah. And it's never recorded. Yeah. At least that I know of. I know as it's far like, as you it's know. It's against the law in California, <laughs> so. Uh, but no, I, I mean, maybe a little bit because, yeah. I don't know. Because I'm going to air out your dirty laundry. All of it, yeah. No, I'm I air mean, out yours too. We'll get into it, but frankly, if there's any dirty laundry to be aired, it's, it's more mine. Yeah. Okay, that's not necessarily true. We both brought our, brought our own shit to the table, yeah. but I was definitely worse. From Miami, yeah. <laughs> For the most part. Um, I was also excited to do this episode because obviously like we do have a great friendship. And I think a lot of circumstance went into that. Yeah. Like I think we talked about this often, but like I don't think we could have been friends if we tried to be friends on the level we are now, like a month after we broke up. No, the time was the only way that we would actually be able to be friends. Exactly. Like and the how only way. how long was it? Um, well, because we had okay, so we let's, had a f- yeah. Let's 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 go through the timeline. Okay. It's a little blurry. We got together at the end of 2015. Yes. And we dated, I believe, I want to say for like three and a half years. It was three and a half years uh, into 2018. But I will say I'd like the last like four to five months were like more of a like a elongated breakup than they were like us dating. Absolutely. We had a long, messy breakup. Very long and very messy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so funny because I've had both. Like I've had long and messy breakups and then I've had breakups where like, like for example, my last relationship, he came over. I was completely blindsided. I thought everything was fine. We'd had like a couple like hairy arguments, but it was like not that bad. And like not exaggerating within 45 minutes, he had left and I have not ever seen him since. I feel like... Uh, <laughs> through- <laughs> I just, uh, I primed you. <laughs> like you I know. Go, you go through certain relationships and you just get better and better at breakups. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and at relationships. And at relationships. Yeah. So like, I mean, we were so young. Yeah. It, you were new to LA. I was 20 when we started dating. I celebrated my 21st birthday with you. Really? Yeah. Because I remember we celebrated it at uh, a bar in North Hollywood. I can't remember which one, but the whole gang was there. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that so wild to think about? And now yeah. I'm 29 and you're 30. Yeah, we, I was 22 when I met you. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be my golden year. I was born on the 22nd, and then you came into my life. I was like, Oof. Okay. Ay, ay, okay. Ay. You're making me seem absolutely <laughs> no, worse. You, no, no. It was it was really great. We had a very great like beginning and- And middle. Middle, and the end was just- Messy. It was, we're going into our middle 20s. Yeah, like, absolutely. There was so much change that needed to have happened. Well, that's what I was going to say, too. There was so much change even in, in our lives- like aside from our relationship, like you yeah. were 
figuring out a new phase of your life with work and you were traveling a ton. And I was in a huge transitional period out of like YouTube and into like corporate. Like it was like these very pivotal, like they're pivotal moments. And I think we're going to look back and be like, that was like a a moment. That was like a huge shifting point in my life. I was in China for basically a year during our relationship. Yeah, Like that, uh, that was really, really difficult. It was, it was difficult. And I think it didn't help that we had already had some like fights previously. And I was also like wildly insecure. And so you being like, okay, now we're going to be long distance. And also on like a what, 12 hour time difference. It was impossible. It was, it was recipe for disaster. So, but it's cool that we can look back and say that. Yeah. I uh, posted on Instagram today. I did a poll. I know. I I, I said no. Fuck off. <laughs> um, I asked, can exes truly be friends? The results were 50% depends on circumstances, which I thought would be higher. Okay. But it's 50% depends on circumstances, 30% no, and 20% yes. I mean, that's. I feel like that's kind of accurate. Depends on circumstance, I think, really is the... Like the main one though that I really agree with. Yeah, it depends on circumstance and also like going back to what you said, time. Uh, like back to like the timeline thing. Yeah. It, it, uh, we had tried to be friends, I think like a few months after we had like really had our final breakup. Did we? For a little bit, but it just didn't kind of work. Yeah. Like we fell, not, not for any specific reasons, but I think that we just didn't, three months is not enough time to heal after it's not. a nearly four year long relationship. And also not to like get into like the details, which I actually don't mind getting into the details, but like I also think when you try to be friends with someone you were with for that long and also at our young age, you still you still are craving that intimacy yeah. and that comfort of a person. And it's one of those things where now we're like older, we're in our 30s or close to it. It's been so long. We've had like multiple partners in between each other that if I'm like, craving intimacy i'm not gonna be like let me go text chris you know what i mean versus at the time like i remember we'd have these situations where we'd end up like having sleepovers or like cuddling and like even if we weren't like trying to be together still like it was a recipe for emotional disaster yeah because like you go back into your relationship and you think about like the safe moments even if you're having even if your your relationship is in turmoil and it's not great you know that well if i can go over to this person's house i can lay down and be in a safe space that yeah. I know this person cares for me. Like yeah. there was never a time where you and I didn't love each other or right. care about each other. Uh, and it's, you get that instant gratification sometimes. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that's like, does not work. And I think that's no. a big reason why. So we ended up going what? Like I think it was two or three years of not talking. Yeah. So if I was 20, I was 25 when we broke up. Yeah. 30 now we started being friends maybe like two, two years, years ago. ago yeah so like three years in between yeah and Which that's a that's a, a long that was about the same amount of time that we dated yeah we're, we were new people we like obviously we had our like our core personality yeah and uh part of the reason why we would get along so well but we had enough time to grow and mature and experience other heartbreaks yep and other shit yeah other life that you just have to go through alone yeah to then be able to come back and say oh i remember you i remember you so well but yeah i'm so glad we can just be friends yeah absolutely yeah. we need that i think three years is the perfect amount of time yeah maybe two but like you can't be less than two 
and be friends. Not yeah. with an not with an ex on our level because we were together for a very long time. We yes. were like each other's like, you know, I could even go as far as saying you're maybe my first big love, like my first real adult love. You I know, would, like we like I would live say together. The, yeah, like I would say the same thing. And so it's like with a relationship of that seriousness, I think that you need that much time in between. Yeah. You could probably like have like a situationship with someone that lasts six months and be friends like six months later. Yeah, or yeah, even sooner. Yeah. Like, there's it depends. It depends. Really, like what fifty percent of the people on your poll said, depends on the situation. Is very true. Well, it's so funny because after I asked, I did the poll. I asked people to like submit, like okay, like which whatever answer you gave, like give me, like elaborate. And people's answers were so skewed, but also so emotional. Like you could tell they were Ooh. like, I could pretty much read everybody's answers and tell you what their last breakup looked like. Damn, it was so. People have people had very strong opinions Can about being friends with X. Yeah. So, well, oh, one of the yeah. one of the first ones that came up that I loved was if the relationship. This came up a lot. Somebody said yes, but not if the relationship with the X has a negative impact on a new relationship, which I think is so interesting and something I kind of wanted to chat about because you've met partners of mine. Yeah. And I haven't met any of yours, but like. You've brought it up. Like, I know that you've, yeah. like, dated and you've been, you know, if you've, like, been intimate with someone, you'll be like, by the way, I'm, like, really good friends with my ex. Yeah. And so we're pretty good about, like, being open with that. And I can't really imagine a situation in which it would be a problem. But it's, like, how would you feel, like, if a partner was uncomfortable with our friendship? I think that uh, has a big play on the maturity level in somebody. Yeah. And trust. Yeah. Uh, everybody comes from a different background of dating or just family life so their trust can be a little bit different yeah um i feel like i'm a very trustworthy person especially like as i've grown up and matured and yeah known myself a you've lot always more. been a trustworthy person and i don't think i it wouldn't be okay like it do you feel like, like it it wouldn't be okay because it would be like a symptom of a bigger problem with them i think yeah i think that would just be a root in saying that okay if there was a problem if i was dating someone yeah and she had a problem with me being friends with you that means that i would not be able to hang out with you yeah i would have to choose i'd be forced to make a decision uh between two people that i'm apparently at this time that i love yeah but then again like if i were to meet someone and i really like them that would be a conversation kind of early on so it'd be a little bit of a red flag for me i agree because i feel like yeah. it's i've met people who are like friends with exes and i like see them react like interact with each other and it's like there's a lot of like sexual tension or maybe unfinished business like I've been friends with someone and they'll like be sitting next to their ex and they'll be like yeah like he never did that for me like, you can tell there's still like unfinished business or like maybe some like resentment or some jealousy and I feel like if somebody were to ever like hang out with us in a social situation and still be uncomfortable like you said it says a lot about them because yeah. we don't have that at all and also feel that I'm friends with all of your friends or yeah. most of your friends absolutely i mean you moving to california uh you came into like my at the time friend group yeah and that kind of evolved into other branches of friends that we had seen grow up yeah. and go through all the same shit that we were going through some of my closest friends are just branch offs of people that you introduced me to yeah and i'll still randomly talk to them not even randomly but here and there i'll talk yeah. to them so it's uh it's not like 
it's like what the intent of being your friend is is because I truly care about you and want to be your friend. Yeah. And also all these other people are my friends too. Yeah. And I want to see them and be a part of their lives in, in, in ways that I can. Right. And I think that's a big thing too is we're not forcing a friendship. Yeah. And I think there are exes who do that whether it's because of like comfortability or because maybe there's unfinished business or because they feel maybe some sort of like possessiveness over that person. But with us, yeah, it's not like I'm your friend but I like hate your friends and I'm like forcing us to be friends and like it's yeah. awkward whenever other people are around. It's like you were at Gabby's surprise birthday party last year. Like you yeah. were on the list of people she wanted to be there. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like I went to your birthday this past weekend and yeah. I like was hanging out with your friends and like yeah. talking. You didn't need to like babysit me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have a funny question. Hit me. Why did we break up? <laughs> Okay, I'm asking this because I'm a firm believer in the fact that in every breakup, there are two sides to every story, and then there's the truth. <laughs> I think the reason we broke up in in my head yeah. is I was so afraid of commitment in yes. so many different areas in my life. Say it slower. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. 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 It's nice to hear you Okay. <laughs> I was so afraid of commitment. Yeah. And you were so sure of so many things. Yeah. But you were also, you're the kind of person, like, if you want something in a moment, you're, you want it. There's no like, stopping me. You, There's no changing my mind. No changing your mind. Yeah. Very stubborn. And uh, this was also at a time, like, when I had just gotten back from China. Yeah. And I just had this crazy long year of being in China, having our up and down relationship. Yeah. Me flying back to try to, like say hey i'm so sorry i'm an asshole yeah and then going back to china and then coming back and moving for good and it's like okay what's the next step in our relationship yeah we're gonna move out and like start the next big stage and i'm over here like uh yeah uh i i don't think i'm ready yeah and you're like what the fuck like what right i thought that the, you were i was so afraid of so many aspects i had to mature i yeah. had to grow up and understand like what the root of my commitment issues were and right you hadn't started seeing a therapist yet i hadn't started seeing a therapist yet that changes a lot hadn't in started a man's doing life drugs yet yeah. like, I, had to, I had to go through a lot of things truly to, though to we, get to where i am now we were very much like a lethal mix of commitment issues and deep-rooted insecurity yeah and that made that's it a so, very bad mix it's a oh it's a bad mix <laughs> it was a bad mix i specifically remember one of the first times that you, for lack of a better term, this is a very strong way to put it, but like broke my heart was <laughs> uh, a lot of young women do this, but I did it a lot where they like, they offer something bad in a relationship because they want you to like fight for them. Like they'll be like, well, maybe we should just break up because you're laughing because you already know what I'm going to say. <laughs> or maybe but we should just break up because they want the guy to be like, no, no, no. Yeah. And we were in a huge fight <laughs> and I go, we were living together. And I go, well, maybe it's probably best that we don't live together. And you, Im the look of relief on your face immediately. And you go, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> I literally said, I think that's a great idea. And it was at the time. It was, like, but I could not hear that. Yeah, your face, it went from like you being this like 
angry little I thought I had Cuban. the power in that in that situation. I yeah. thought I genuinely believed that I had the power and that I was going to say this and it was going to be so devastating to you that you were going to do whatever you could yeah. to make this relationship work and it absolutely backfired. Yeah, it backfired cuz I couldn't I couldn't go to you like after I was done with work one day and had a long day and like wanted to be by myself and be like, "Hey, I think you should move out or I should move out or we should figure something else. Right. I it's could hard never to have do that. that conversation when you're not fighting and just, yeah. to, just to be like, Hey, by the way, everything's good. But like, I need space. That's like a really hard conversation. To yeah. Have. But I think, I mean, after that happened and we didn't live together, yeah. even though we still spent the night at either one of our places every single night. Yeah. Uh, I think we got just enough space. It was great. It was, it was it a was really good so phase of our relationship. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because we started living together really soon, too. Right, because like, I was moved out here and I didn't yeah. have any friends. And, like, I think that's hard, too, is I think a lot of times with relationships, one person integrates more into the other's life. Like, Yeah, and of course it was mine. You were from Miami. Exactly. I had like, no like, friends out here. And your friend group included women. So yeah. I, like, became very close to those women. It wasn't like you just had, like, your dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so... It was very easy to kind of just, and also you're, not only do you, do you live here, you're from here. Yeah. So you were like very rooted. Like your family was yeah, here. Yeah, I could show you like all the coolest things like Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. <laughs> but but seriously, you were like, yeah. you were so stable here already. And yeah, so it, there was definitely, I think, an aspect of our relationship, whether healthy or not, of like me feeling like I needed you for a while. And I think you- yeah. I also didn't want to abandon you either. Right, like right. I was like, oh my God, she just moved out here. I can't abandon this person. Yeah. I care about her so much. Completely. And so I think that there was an aspect of that that was so scary to move out because like I also was so young, I had never done those things. Like I had never yeah. like gotten an apartment. You know what I mean? Like I had never like yeah. had to like apply for an apartment and like make sure like check my credit score and like do all those things and pay bills. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like before that I was like paying bills at home, but I was just like giving the cash to my dad. It's like a very different situation. Yeah. So yeah, I think it was, I think it was extra hard for me because I just felt scared, but also that wasn't your problem. It wasn't. And I think you're the kind of person who's very kind and also very, very, you want to help people a lot to a fault. That was a big thing we'll get into as well. Yeah. Um, But I think that was kind of a bad mix as well was me relying on you and you kind of like fully taking that responsibility on your shoulders without like, I think at the time you had a hard time like setting boundaries and especially with me, like we were dating, we were in love. I can't imagine you being like, I figure it out on your own. Like you would have never said that to me. It was kind of impossible to set boundaries for both of us because at this time too, it was my first apartment alone. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at the time you were doing YouTube. Yeah. I was working, creating magic tricks (laughs) and, and another crazy part of the company. And there was no separation. Like you would, just be there all the time. Yeah, that's true. There was n- I never ever had alone time. Yeah, I didn't realize how much. I don't even think I don't even know if I had a car yet. Like you didn't have a car because you had to get your car shipped yep. out here, and it took a while. Yep. And so there was so much that I had on my shoulders. I felt like I maybe looking back, I can see it, but at the time, I was just like. Yeah. It's a lot for up. also for anyone, but also for like a twenty-one and twenty-two-year-old. It's like a lot. Yeah, that, <laughs> and I was dumb. Yeah, I, I, I'm. A decently smart person, I think, but emotionally, we were oh both my god, Ill- ill-equipped, ill-equipped to handle that situation. Yeah. Um, Children, yeah, it was very intense. And no, I was gonna be like, and you, we know what else you did. No, 
Um, yeah, I feel I agree though about like why we broke up. I think a lot of it. Well, but I also think that's what made our breakups really hard. And I think I talked about this a lot with friends afterwards. Was I think the hardest breakups are the ones where there's not like one tangible reason, right? Yeah. Like there wasn't. It wasn't like you cheated on me or like I was moving out of state for a job or like some. We broke up because of A. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's way harder to have a breakup when it's just like we grew out of it or we're in different times of our life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because then that's what makes it easier to have like a long, messy breakup because it's not like I don't want to fucking talk to you. Like you you betrayed my trust or like this makes sense logistically. It was just like this just isn't working. It was a conglomerate and of that's things. Not yeah. enough. That's like really, really hard when you're young to respect the boundary of that. Yeah. Because it's not like like the love is still there. Of course. You know what yeah. I mean? And so it's so easy to kind of fall back into patterns and like continue texting because it feels comfortable. And like for a while you were, the, and it's cool because now it's like a full circle you are now. But for a while you were like the person I wanted to go to when something cool happened to me or who I wanted yeah. to go to for advice. And it's, it's really, really hard to break out of that when you're not like angry at the person for a specific reason. Yeah, angry and also uh, outside of the routine of what the relationship was. Yeah. Like so much of relationships are, so routine based yeah like we're routine animals we need it yeah and to break that you go through a withdrawal yeah you really do it's so 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 hard um do you ever feel annoyed that when you and i dated i sucked and now i'm awesome and i'm an enlightened cool sex educator and also like arguably much hotter (laughs) (laughs) so many questions at once i wouldn't say annoyed uh i look i'm so proud of you and so happy for you to where you're at and i think that's the probably the only way that you and i can actually be such close friends now is uh you seeing me do cool stuff or me seeing you do cool stuff yeah uh and and growing and maturing and being arguably hotter yeah both of us absolutely oh my god with huge glow ups holy (laughs) shit i was like why and so much of like throughout the years like you've helped like with my style yes i was like her style sucked for me too back then. Like you styled me in some things. Did I? In some things, yeah. There was a time where I wore like, what are those like joggers almost? I didn't make you wear joggers. Yeah, they were green. You're like, these are great. Okay, yeah, you're right. I had bad style for a while. It was pretty bad, yeah. No, definitely not annoyed. I think it's hilarious. I think that uh, I would be more annoyed if you weren't cooler now. That's true. I wouldn't be your friend. But that shows that how good of like how solid our friendship is, is that you yeah. want the best for me. Like of you want course. me to be like my my most successful, best, well-rounded, hottest self. Yeah. If and you do dumb shit, I'll tell you. Yeah. Like don't and do that. And if I that. have a bad haircut, you'll tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think about that because I think about, so the one story that I love to tell, it's like my favorite insane story of our relationship was... So I used to have very bad anger issues. Oh, yeah. Remember that. I've worked through them. I've also started seeing a therapist. Um, not start, just started, but, you know, now we've both you been have, seeing yeah. therapists for years. But um, I, I've, I've struggled really bad with anger, as you know. And uh, it, it very much comes out in my relationships. I've actually noticed that recently um, with, like, my most recent partner. He had never seen that side uh. of me. It doesn't come out too fast. It doesn't come out fast. And it doesn't come out often. No. I'm one of those people, I'd like to always describe myself, I am chill. I'm a very chill person, like 99% of the time. It's like, it takes a lot to get me upset. But once I'm there, baby. It's... <laughs> it's terrifying. It's terrifying. awful. And I've gotten a lot better. I've gotten a lot better at kind of like regulating my emotions, taking a step back. But he recently saw it. And it reminded me of the story where I um, we were driving 
Love this story. And we were driving back from Simi. So we were driving on the freeway in the fast lane. This was also extremely dangerous of me to do, like for other drivers. Like I could have really, anyways. Um, you drove a shitty car. It was it was a 2006 Honda Civic. Yeah, but it was like in bad shape. It was. That car was haunted. It constantly it was haunted. had something wrong with it. It was haunted, yes. And uh, the biggest one was that you had no radio or like speakers. No radio, yeah. And so we did what everybody does in that situation. And you had a you know mini Bluetooth speaker and you'd keep it in your, um, in your cup holder. And we had gotten into an argument. I could, for some reason, I have a very bad memory, but I can remember every detail of this night like very, very vividly. Like I can picture the bar we were at. Mm-hmm. I can picture the moment the fight started. Like I can picture everything. We were at a bar. We were with your brother and some other people. Okay. And your brother did not realize how psychotic I was. Yeah. And he like casually, like randomly decided to show me your ex's Facebook out of nowhere. Just like out of, just like so casually. He wasn't like yeah. trying to start something. He didn't probably realize how crazy Probably because it was like something hilarious too. It was. It was your ex had like out of nowhere decided to randomly post a bunch of like funny throwback photos of you two when you dated. Yeah. Harmless too. Harmless. Not in any way of like. I mean, she like oh had my. a boyfriend. She did. It it rocked my shit. I saw your face. I don't. Change. I was so insecure. I couldn't even fathom the idea that you existed before me. Let alone that you would like helped another girl take off her underwear before sex. Oh it like it like it was like <laughs> I would like think of those things yeah. just to like enrage myself, and it killed me. And I don't even know. I'm trying to remember like how I possibly got angry at you for this, yeah, but I found a way. Yeah, and I'm a very calm person, yes. especially in arguments, which yes. doesn't go well with someone who is not very, very no, calm. No, because at that point in my life, I was definitely looking for like a you reaction. wanted, Yeah. Absolutely. And I also, I didn't understand. I'm like, I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> I, I was, I, I couldn't fathom your thought process yeah. at that time because yeah. I was so young. Right. Uh, but I'm like, I, I can't do anything. Yeah. Like, what do you want me to do? And it do? upset me. It made me so And that made angry. you even, oh, made you more and mad. And so we get in this huge fight. We leave the bar and we're screaming at each other in the car. We're like having a full on fucking brawl. Yeah. And the fight like stops. You did, so you said something like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like you were like, I'm not engaging. Yeah. And I very casually, without saying a word, <laughs> just slowly roll down the window take the Bluetooth speaker out of the cup holder and just fucking chuck it out the window <laughs> on the freeway, 70 miles an hour. Just like a nice one. It's like a JBL Bluetooth yeah, speaker. Yeah, like the a, red one. It yes, was great. I can it was a good it one. perfectly. Oh, yeah. Just casually, just tossed it out the window. Yep. And, <laughs> well, and then nothing for the fight. I don't even yeah. know why. I was just punishing I, you. And then I look at you, my kid, like, Rhea, this is your speaker. <laughs> Silence the whole way home. Oh, the whole way home. We probably didn't speak the rest of the night. Awful. Yeah, there are so many instances like that. I one of my what's your favorite? Favorite. This was one me being just a dumbass. Okay. Oh, this is great. We were going through like a tough time, and uh, this was still when I was in uh, Sherman Oaks. Yeah. Not living together at the time, but still like spending most nights yes. together. But maybe have like a night or two alone. Yeah. And. Uh, I forgot like why we were going through something and I decided so cliche to take out a yellow piece of paper lined notebook paper and do a pros and cons list oh it literally sounds like something from a sitcom it's a sit it's insane and uh it, nothing was even bad on it what was on I don't remember do you remember anything 
No. You don't no. remember one thing? Oh, I want to know so bad. I'd pay, I would pay a hundred dollars. It would be things like, I love her, a pro. <laughs> like, a con. She throws speakers out of the window. <laughs> uh, things like that. And it was so dumb. And like, it was probably such a quick thing before work. I crumpled it up. Yeah. And I just throw it in my bathroom trash can. If there's a crumpled piece of paper, you're going to read I'm it. I'm going to read it every and time. Of course, at still. this time, you still had keys to my place. Yes. Like, I'd, I would never take the keys away. And also, if we had a sleepover and you had to, like, leave for work, yeah. I was just chilling. Absolutely. I remember getting it. You didn't even wait. No. I got a text from you, and it was just a picture of the piece of paper that's, uncrumpled. That's so me. So you. <laughs> so So me. you. And I'm just sitting at work trying to talk to my boss about magic, and I'm just getting this text. I'm like... <laughs> And my, I can just tell my face goes white. Yeah, I left work. I remember. I, I left work and I was like, "You, you like fa- tail told him you were sick." I, I got it. Yeah, I'm like I, I don't feel good. You can look at my face and you can see that I'm about to pass out. I need to go home. And so I left. And he's like, "What? The? Okay." Uh, get home and we talk it out, and then on to the on to the next on to weeks of having a great relationship, and then. Something else would happen. Other commitment shit or other insecurity shit would pop up. One of my favorites is the time that you told me you didn't want to live together. And one thing about me is that I have an evil side. Mm-hmm. I'm a very good, well-rounded person now, but I have an evil side in me. And I don't let it come out often, but sometimes I can't help it. And I'm really good at like clocking in my head people's like insecurities or things they don't want brought up and then using them against them when I'm upset I don't do not do that anymore but I did it when I was younger it was a very huge red flag of mine and I remember one of yours biggest was like you had this you have this big fear you probably still have it actually of people thinking you're not a good person you had it this was a big thing you had when we dated was this like did I realize it at the time no absolutely not but you had it was this need this compulsive need to people please Oh, yeah, yeah. The way you said it was like, shit, I think I'm a good person. No, you are. But people But it's the yeah. perception. Sure, you, okay. You know what I mean? This perception that you are, you know, as good as you are, which okay. you are, but it was to the point where you would like overcompensate to, you know, friends that didn't deserve it and things like that and whatever and letting kind of things, I think, seep into our relationship. Like you were prioritizing this like need to people please. So, oh, and in so many different aspects. Over our yeah. relationship. That was probably like my biggest gripe with you, but- Anyway, so I remember one time I was like, this is really going to get him. We were like in the middle of a fight. And I remember I poked you in the chest with my finger and I said, at your core, you're a bad person. It doesn't matter how much you fake it. You're a bad person at your core. (laughs) Jesus, that hurts me now. (laughs) Seeing you do that now brings me back. I feel like I just got like, I'm going to move in. I got a flashback. I know. It was so bad. I was an awful person. But that was your thing. Yeah. Oh, no. I people pleased so much and it's something that i've had to over the years yeah experience different versions of me people pleasing yeah uh it's a hard thing to break it is it, therapy helps a lot <laughs> in like recognizing the whys and like the triggers of it yeah and, uh what like real help is and like who you're helping yeah and i feel like the difference between like helping someone and being like taken advantage of oh and i got taken advantage of Absolutely. And I think it was hard for me too because not to like oversimplify, but in general, I find that men, straight men specifically, can be very protective of their friends. 
Like it's really hard, younger straight men, yeah. for a woman to come in and even if she's correct, criticize their friends. Absolutely. It is re- they take it very, very personally. Yes. It's like at the at the risk of sounding insane, it, it does kind of go back to this like bros before hoes mentality, which like even yeah. if you're not like saying that term, it feels like oh, it almost makes you like less of a man if you're like letting your like, you know, your girlfriend kind of like dictate the way you feel about friendships and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it also depends like in the way too, I think partners should be able to bring up uh conversations like, hey, is this person actually serving you in your life? Yeah. And not like not serving you, but what what is the reason for this friendship? Right. Are the are you guys both helping uplift each other? Yeah. Uh, is it something in common yeah. that you guys like to do together? Yeah. But there's some people that are friends just by circumstance. Yes. And those are some of the friends that I've realized that I'm not friends with anymore. Right. I've helped too much in times where it was hurting myself. There yeah. was one situation where I remember and, I was and hurting our relationship. To, it was hurting our relationship. But I remember sitting outside of the place and I was like bawling my eyes out because I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Because I was like, I can't. I'm gonna hurt this person, but I know if I keep trying to like keep this person warm, I'm I'm setting myself and our relationship on fire. Absolutely. And I remember having a conversation that ended this friendship that needed to be ended. It did. Uh, but I think that was hard for us because I think that I. It's almost like uh, the boy who cried wolf. Like I had been insecure over so many things and like caused a lot of stress in our relationship Yeah. that I think I was like at that point in our relationship, maybe like, I don't know how to put this, like coming off as naggy or like, you know what I mean? Like I was like, there was so much for me to complain about, which there really wasn't, yeah. but I was. Well, it, it, so I felt think it was like, harder for you to like accept as truth because you were like, God, here she just goes again. It's like another thing that I'm doing yeah, wrong. Absolutely. It's like, oh my yeah. God. I, yeah. It, it got suffocating at times. Yeah. And that's, I mean, partly why we had to separate living together. Right. Like, I need space. Yeah. But that was one of those things where it was like, I, I had a hard time because it's like, I don't want to be this girl who comes in who is new, you already have this group of friends and I come in and I'm like, well, this this one is mentally ill and uh, this one is for sure using the shit out of you. And this one, you know what I mean? But yeah. there was a level to it that was just actually based, to like give myself a little bit of credit, it was based on genuine just care for you. And I was oh, like, this yeah. person is genuinely ruining your life. Like that you are draining your bank account. You're draining yourself emotionally. Yep. This person quite literally gave us bed bugs. <laughs> I can't. Oh my god! It was to the point where I was going actually very mat. terrified that this person was going to pull squatters' rights on you. Yeah. Like actually. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, "This is a situation where, like, you you have to set a boundary." I was so you were not naive. good at setting boundaries at the time. No, with I was me, not, but also with your friendships. With everything, yeah. yeah. I I couldn't do it. Work. I just I couldn't do it. Yeah. I wanted everyone to be okay. I, know. I wanted everyone to be safe and everyone to be happy. And I was spread way too thin with my emotions Absolutely. that it was so exhausting. And I needed someone like you yeah. uh, that is like strong and will say what she needs to say yeah. to get me to do something. And I tell people that now, like in what ways, like what, what are some traits that you want in a partner? And it's someone that is strong. Yeah. Like I need a strong-willed, uh, if there's something going on in her head that she has to tell me what it is because I, I don't know how to read things sometimes. Right. Uh, I just need to like be told. Completely. Like, hey, this is what's happening. Like, tell me what your opinions are. We can have a conversation about it. Yeah. 
but I need I need a push. You also I think respect that. I respect like it. Like it's so like much. an attraction thing. For I don't you. like playing games. Yeah. Like I do not like wondering. Like I just I'm very analytical. Yeah. By the way, for any of my uh, astrology girlies wondering throughout this conversation, Chris is a Virgo and I'm a Taurus. Do you know you're a big three? I should just check real quick. Check it. I am a Taurus sun, an Aquarius rising, and a Gemini moon, and I'm an Aries Venus. What am I supposed to know? Sun is, yeah, my sun is in Virgo. Okay. My moon is in Leo. Okay. Uh, what's the other one I'm supposed to know? Rising. It might be under ascendant. Ascendant is Scorpio. Ah! What does that mean? No. 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 What's, what's the problem with that? It just, I think that's probably why a lot of people are attracted to you. Nice. You were just talking about this the other day. Not to like air you out, but you were like, people fall in love with me very easily. Yeah. That's so your Scorpio. Fuck. Um, how, how much of a role would you say therapy played in our ability to be good friends after dating for so long? Because uh, we both brought up therapy a decent amount in this conversation. And it's made me wonder if like our ability to be self-aware and to like own our, um, our flaws as well as our strengths. Like I feel like a lot of that maybe plays into it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think in general therapy has a huge percentage on the way that I'm able to see myself now and yeah. love myself and understand all the things that I was going through emotionally yeah. uh, with just family and friends and you. Yeah. Uh, I was, because, you know, as many friends or good friends as you have that you can sit down and talk to about a breakup or a relationship, they're still your friends. They're going to be biased. Yes. They're going to... They're my friends. They love me no matter what I do. Um, Everybody brings their own shit into their advice. Exactly. And having a therapist be able to sit across from me, tell them everything. Yeah. All the gritty details and be able to make connections to why I did a certain thing or why maybe you had done a certain thing. Yeah. Yeah. A a huge play. Yeah, absolutely. I think so too. Because I think also... Not that this is the situation for everyone, but I think a lot of people who still have a lot of resentment toward their ex or, you know, feel a sense of possessiveness, like a lot of those things can be managed if you see a therapist and you can kind of figure out why you feel those ways or why you're having a hard time letting go. And I think therapy for both of us has uh, just made us more well-rounded people emotionally. And I think it's easier to be able to like, explain our friendship to partners because we, we, you know, have a full understanding of the situation and of ourselves and how we feel about it. Um, so I feel like it's been, it's been very helpful for me as well. Yeah. That makes sense. So I think I'm going to end it there. Amazing. We did it. Thanks for having me on. It wasn't scary, right? No, not terrifying at all. The only terrifying part was re, uh, reenacting the nonsense of... <laughs> I bring out some PTSD in you. <laughs> yeah, like, oh God, <laughs> I'm going to call my therapist right now. <laughs> Like, listen, don't think I could do it. Yeah, no, that was, it was bad. But look at us now. Good friends. We're great. Yeah. Um, thank you for coming on. Of course. Uh, anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave it a good review wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple Music or Spotify. It really helps me out. Uh, if you want more of the podcast, follow us on Instagram at was that good for you. And I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.